This week, the U.S. Senate is expected to approve the nomination of Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the U.S. Supreme Court. Last month, Jackson gave what is maybe the most expressive sigh in the history of the Senate when she was asked whether she believes that babies are racist. The person asking, of course, was Houston's hometown senator, Ted Cruz, the senator who hardly anyone seems to like, and yet somehow is a plausible candidate for president. Is Trump with Cruz or against him? Is Tucker Carlson an ally or an enemy? Keeping track of the twists and turns in Cruz's Republican journey is harder than remembering Marvel Universe lore. Today, to help me make sense of the junior senator from Texas, I'm joined by Ben Wormont, Washington correspondent for the Houston Chronicle. It's Monday, April 4th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right, Ben, thanks for talking with us. Great, thanks. So could you give us a quick overview of Ted Cruz? How did he get to be commonly identified as the most hated man in the Senate? I've heard another senator say that if Ted Cruz were shot on the Senate floor, nobody would identify the killer. Yeah, I think uh, Lindsey Graham might have said something along those <laughs> yeah. lines at some point. Um, so he definitely has, uh, over time, had a tendency to, to annoy other Republicans in the Senate. But at this point, he's pretty in line with a lot of what the G- Senate GOP believes and, and pushes for. He's uh, not quite as much of an outsider anymore. You know, his presidential run in 2016, uh, he came in second to Donald Trump and mm-hmm. built a, a much broader following there than he had before and obviously sort of positioned himself as a leading voice in national politics on the right. His relationship with Donald Trump and Trumpism, I think, is just fascinating. So 2016, safe to say there was no love lost between the two of them? Yeah. um, uh, You know, obviously, there were a lot of insults thrown um, both ways, but a lot coming from Trump toward Cruz and his father and his wife. um, So personal insults. Like, really personal insults, right? Like, he was saying that Cruz's father was somehow linked to the JFK assassination. And I don't know, was he tweeting that Ted Cruz's wife wasn't great looking? In the case of Lion Ted Cruz, Lion Ted lies. Oh, he lies. You know, Ted, he brings the Bible, holds it high, puts it down, lies. Yeah, Lion Ted. And, you know, Cruz was uh, very, very critical of Trump as well, as were basically all Republicans running against him at the time in that primary. It is not acceptable for a big, loud New York bully to attack my wife. Donald, you're a sniveling coward and leave Heidi the hell alone. They didn't really end uh, <laughs> in 2016 on on too light of a note, but they quickly made up. Yeah. How did that manifest itself? How did you see that? Ted Cruz was, you know, one of his biggest supporters for, for virtually the entire time from the moment he, he took office. Um, Ted Cruz wrote in his book about the Supreme Court that he basically decided to support Trump's nomination after, well, after Trump got the nomination, he, he threw support behind him in exchange for the president basically putting out a list of potential Supreme Court nominees that Cruz approved of. There, there were no deals. We had been engaged in conversations. It's been a decision, as I said, I've been thinking about and praying about for weeks and months, discussing it with my family, and I, I made the decision today and, and announced it today. I mean, okay, to a degree that surprised me, because I had thought of Ted Cruz as being this 
big Constitution nerd. I mean, in high school, he used to go around doing these shows where he recited big chunks of the Constitution. And he then came January 6th. And can you talk a little bit about Cruz's role leading up to January 6th between the time of the election and the January 6th sort of insurrection at the Capitol? Yeah, I mean, Ted Cruz was sort of a, a leading figure in in the effort there to delay the certification of uh, Joe Biden's election, electoral victory. Recent polling shows that 39% of Americans believe the election that just occurred, quote, was rigged. He was sort of leading a group of, of senators who were planning to object to results from various states, I want to speak to the Republicans who are considering voting against these objections. I understand your concerns, but I urge you to pause and think, what does it say to the nearly half the country that believes this election was rigged if we vote not even to consider the claims of illegality and fraud in this election? Cruz was objecting to the results from, I believe, Arizona. Um, when things got totally derailed and uh, the crowd began to basically breach the Capitol. So Ted Cruz's argument was that auditing the election results would put Trump supporters' minds at ease. But hadn't he been making people nervous to begin with? And wouldn't an audit have made them even more suspicious of elections that every normal channel of authority agreed were legit? I guess the argument could be made that casting doubt actually riled up the crowd even more, um, although I, I don't think that Cruz would agree with that. He certainly didn't or hasn't the times that I've talked to him after then. Yeah. So what did Cruz say about what happened on January 6th? Did you talk with him then? I did. I interviewed him, I believe it was two days after, to kind of get his take on what happened and, and figure out why he did what he did, and he, he didn't really seem to regret it. Uh, he stood by it. He, he basically said that, you know, he explained that he was wanted an audit. He wanted to calm people down. Obviously, there were some very uh, <laughs> worked up Trump supporters, and he was hoping to put them at ease, he said, uh, with an audit. He uh, did criticize the president. He did say that, that he believed Trump's rhetoric sort of contributed to what happened that day, um, which was somewhat new for him. I did ask him at the time if he believed there was fraud, if the audits would have found anything, and he just basically said uh, he didn't know how widespread it was. You know, he, like most Republicans, says there's always some fraud that's out there and um, it's best to, to basically be as as careful as we can in elections and um, that's what he was trying to do. Has that changed? How much has that changed? That stance and, and his distance from Trump? Oh, um, well, yeah, I mean, that criticism that he had immediately after pretty short-lived, I mean, he's stuck close to Trump. I'm proud to have worked hand in hand with President Trump to repeal job killing regulations that were hammering the state of Texas. Ted Cruz has been pretty open about considering another presidential run. And he's said multiple times it's something he would like to do. I think he knows that he needs to he can't really alienate himself um, from Trump's very active base. 
uh, if he's going to be successful in that, obviously Trump could be running as well and that could complicate things. But like many Republicans who even aren't running for president, just are looking at their political futures. I mean, they're, they don't want to upset Trump's base. He's definitely been careful um, when he has criticized the president or criticized the president's supporters. I mean, we saw earlier this year uh, on the anniversary of January 6th, um, he was called out by Tucker Carlson, the Fox News host. Oh, yeah. Now, let's be honest. Everyone who's conservative appreciates Ted Cruz. You may not like him, but you got to appreciate him. He's legitimately smart. He's one of the more articulate people to serve in the Congress, maybe the most articulate. He doesn't use a single word by accident. Every word Ted Cruz uses is used intentionally. He's a lawyer. He described January 6th as a violent terrorist attack. What the hell's going on here? You're making us think maybe the Republican Party is as worthless as we suspected it was. That can't be true. Reassure us, please, Ted Cruz. Which is a term he had used repeatedly. He used it way back on January 8th or whatever it was that I talked to him in our interview. He'd, he'd consistently called it that. And uh, Tucker Carlson specifically called out Ted Cruz and said that it wasn't that and you all are you know, making, you're, you're basically falling into the Democrats' traps and picking up their talking points and calling this something it wasn't. So Ted Cruz ended up going on Tucker Carlson's show the following night and basically saying, you're right. Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I, I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy and, and it was frankly dumb. And, I don't and buy that. Result, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I don't buy that. For, look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word, you repeated that phrase. I do not believe that you used that accidentally. So, so Tucker, as a result of my sloppy phrasing, it's caused a lot of people to misunderstand what I meant. Let me tell you what, what I meant to say. What I was referring to are, are the limited number of people who engaged in violent attacks against police officers. Now, I think you and I both agree that if you assault a police officer, you should go to jail. He has tried to walk a line like a lot of Republicans have of you know, making clear that the people who did break into the Capitol, who did fight police, who did violent things, they should be arrested, they should be jailed, they should face charges. You know, a lot of people were just there to peacefully protest, and um, they did little more than that. Even the people who went into the Capitol were just sort of walking around and trying to have their voice be heard. Okay, so let's fast forward to now. Ted Cruz has been on TV and in social media a lot questioning Katanji Brown Jackson, the nominee for the Supreme Court. Could you talk about that? Yeah, the Judiciary Committee hearings with Katanji Brown Jackson were, those are the sort of moments that he kind of lives for. And now to the great state of Texas, Senator Cruz. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So yeah, he took full advantage. He, he um, was a leading probably the leading voice for Republicans in bringing up. He was not asking about 
fine points of constitutional law. He did judicial approaches. He did some yeah. of that. I okay. mean, that's not what I heard. Okay. To, to be fair to him, uh, you know, there are many Republicans on the committee and they do sort of split up the questions and work to try to get things out. But yeah, his focal point was uh, he focused on two issues, mostly uh, critical race theory, uh, the extent to which she believes in critical race theory and the extent to which it's taught at a private school where she's a board member. A private K through 12 school. Right. In Washington, D.C. Not a law school. Um, Right. And she basically said that she she's on the board. She doesn't set curriculum. And, uh, you know, she knows what critical race theory is, but it doesn't it doesn't play into what she does as a judge. But okay, I just have to back up because there was this like great made for TV moment where he's waving various children's books around. (laughs) Right. One portion of the book says babies are taught to be racist or anti-racist, there is no neutrality. Another portion of the book, they recommend to babies confess when being racist. Now this is a book that is taught at Georgetown Day School to students in pre-K through second grade, so four through seven years old. Do do you agree with this book that is being taught with kids that, that babies are racist? A big part of these hearings is, for lack of a better word, theater. It is trying to get a viral moment uh, Cruz ended up going on Fox every night that the hearings were were going to talk about what he'd done. Um, yeah. Reading aloud from a book called uh, Anti-Racist Baby. Which I assume the Supreme Court will not be considering this year. I don't think that that's on their <laughs> docket, no. <laughs> or, or you can't even ask anything on the docket, right? to be fair. But it's not the usual sort of thing that you would ask a judge when you're trying to decide whether someone's qualified. <laughs> they haven't taken up that case. Yeah. <laughs> Right. To my knowledge, I don't think they've taken up anything related to critical race theory. Um, Right. I mean, we might, they might take up things that have to do with affirmative action. Right. And they are actually. And that was another line of questioning that he had. At one point, he asked, you know, whether he could uh, declare himself to be an uh, Asian American in order to file a lawsuit. I'm an Hispanic man. Could could I decide I was an Asian man? Would I have the ability to be an Asian man? and challenge Harvard's discrimination because I made that decision? Which sort of ties into the fact the Supreme Court is considering a case against affirmative action policies at Harvard University that was filed by a group of Asian American students. Cruz very much supports the students in that case and brought it up during the, the hearing and actually asked if if she would recuse herself in the case as uh, because she went to, to Harvard and um, she said she would. Um, I mean, it is interesting. Har- uh, Ted Cruz himself is a, a Harvard graduate and actually mentioned in his questioning that they worked on the Harvard Law Review together. She was, I think, a couple years ahead or behind him. And uh, the way they put it was that they were they were not particularly close, but they were, you know, cordial and friendly <laughs> during their time there. So. And I assume that's all over now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would love to know more about their time together on the, the law review there. And like other Republicans tried to basically not even suggest, say outright that she had a pattern, as he put it, of giving light sentences to child pornography offenders. But her... Average is not very different from most judges, correct? Uh, Yeah, my understanding is that it's not very far off. Um, You know, she herself said basically she was doing what she believed she was required to do by the law, issuing these sentences and essentially said, you know, Congress is who sets these rules and um, y'all should be the ones considering this. Yeah. All right. So what do you think Ted Cruz's future is? I guess 
you're not in the business of speculation, but you can see like <laughs> what he's planning, what he hopes for, right? Speculation is a very uh, dangerous thing in political reporting, <laughs> but um, uh, I mean, but what are I, people talking about around you? Well, like I said, I mean, he's been very, very open about potentially running for president again. I, I think at this point it would be, I'm going to speculate, but it would be surprising if he didn't. I think a lot of of what he does seems to be sort of setting that up. Um, as for how successful he may be, who knows? I mean, he was very successful in 2016. He almost got the nomination. And his argument is basically, I have a lot of money in the bank from that run. I have the resources to make another run. And uh, he also pointed to the fact that historically, there have been a lot of um, second place finishers who ran again and got the nomination. I believe Ronald Reagan is one. Uh, he's pointed to a handful and I think sees himself as potentially the next iteration of that. The next president from Houston. Potentially. <laughs> Could be the next president from Houston. Uh, obviously, the big question there is, what is Trump going to do? And if Trump runs again, I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows what happens yeah. there? Um, <laughs> but everyone's sort of angling for that base and trying to, to figure that out. And Ted Cruz is definitely part of that. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. I am here with producer Farrell Gibbs. Farrell, what else is going on in Houston news today? Hey, Lisa. Well, you remember Carlos Beltran. It was on the Astros team that won the 2017 World Series. Well, he's been relatively quiet since it came out that the Astros had stolen signs by banging trash cans during that season. He spoke up this weekend in an interview with the Yes Network and told the interviewer that the Astros front office should have taken more of the blame and not just him. The league's findings that the trash can banging scheme was player driven has already cost Beltron a management job with the New York Mets. It was a job that had been offered to him before the investigation even started. Nobody said anything to us, said Beltron about the trash can banging. Why are you going to stop something that is working? If the organization would have said something to us, we would have stopped it for sure. Beltron was the only player mentioned in the report that detailed the scheme, and he is taking issue with that publicly. Beltron is currently an analyst for Yankee Games on the Yes Network, and that is the very network that will air this entire interview today at 3 p.m. That is all for our show today. If you have thoughts or comments or just something you want us to know, call us or text us. Our number is 713-489-6972. We love feedback. Talk to you tomorrow. That was the thing. I was thinking, oh my God, democracy could fall and it would be taken down by men in funny hats.